Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Too Legit to QT with me, Koya. I am so excited today because I'm here to speak with Mindy Bledsoe, who is the director, producer, and actress of The In Between. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, you look so fabulous. We were just talking earlier about our hair, how we're like soul sisters. Mm. Um, I really have to say that I really enjoyed the film. It just seemed like that trip. Yes, I did. It would be weird if you're like, Ugh, it's kind of boring, Mindy. <laughs> but you'd be surprised sometimes. Oh. I'm like, that's, you know, that's, it was interesting. And then I ask a bunch of facts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll just ask, yeah, so then I'll just ask facts about the film versus uh -huh. like, you know, oh, that's interesting or what that. So we won't even go there. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it was it was such a beautiful, a beautiful film about friendship and about diabetes and specifically the condition. Let's see. Complex regional pain syndrome. I had never heard of that before and it seems like um the the topics were really close and personal to you and your co-star um can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration for the film and how you even landed on this specific unique topic yeah absolutely um well uh to start with jennifer stone has type 1 diabetes in real life and i have complex regional pain syndrome type 2 in real life and when jen and i met uh, and became friends, we, we bonded over these like chronic illnesses, these non-apparent illnesses or mm -hmm. invisible illnesses. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we'd always talked about there being a lack of representation of that on screen um, mm -hmm. and, and just having better conversations about it. Um, and so when I pitched her in the summer of 2018 to, to shoot a movie with me, um, and it, she had two weeks off in the middle of nursing school because she also was in nursing school. And um, and I, I pitched her I pitched her a horror movie, and she yeah. said no. And she said, <laughs> "No, Mindy, what do you? No, we shouldn't do a horror movie. We should do a road trip movie. Yes." Um, we sh we've been talking about characters with, uh, you know, showing, having representation. So we should put these characters on screen. Um, and I was like, really? Uh, I don't really want to make a movie about chronic illnesses whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to educate or preach to. And she's like, no, 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 no. We just need to see them on screen. So we talked about that. Wow. And um, um, over a course of a weekend, she, uh, myself and Rob Sinska kind of came up with this storyline of the in-between. Wow. And um, we wrote it about a week later, within a week. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And then um, one month later, we set out on the road and drove 4,500 miles in 14 days and filmed the movie. Wow. So, and that is amazing. <laughs> is, we can't just slide over that. We're going to show a clip in a second of the film, but we can't just slide over that. Like we wrote it in a week and then we like, we executed it and we set out on this road trip in like a month. That first off, that's amazing. I think as soon as I saw the film and I looked you, you up and I saw that your husband was also attached to it. And I saw that you both had these, uh, these conditions, um, yeah. for stone with a diabetes and you with, and I, I want to get the, um, the, 
the acronyms right, CRPS, right? CRPS. Um, I was like, this is very personal. And I just, I was like, I could see them being the creatives that they are sitting around the table being like, you know what, we should write a film about this and then doing it because I have so many friends that are artists and I'm an artist myself. Um, And we're always talking about these projects that we want to do one day. And it really takes a lot from concept to execution sometimes. Sometimes that could take years and you guys did that in like months. So kudos to you. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. I I mean, even when we think back on, I mean, I think back on the whole process of it all, it was just like the universe really was on our side to make Mm -hmm. it happen. Like just everything fell into place so well that mm-hmm. if any other thing had happened, we wouldn't have this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and and so like, I'm just really grateful for like, I feel like the, there's been like a decade of work that we'd all put in for this mm-hmm. like magical two weeks of production to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love that. I love that only because um, I, we, we were my co my co host, uh, Artisha Man Cooper, aka Tish. She's a line producer, and we met in grad school. We both went to grad school for acting. And um, yesterday, we spoke with David J. Phillips. He did the film Eat Wheaties. And no. um, I don't know if you you're familiar with him. Are you in the L.A. area, right? I don't know him, but I know the I know the film. Okay, yes, the film. Yeah. And we we were having this conversation yesterday, actually, about um, you have these experiences where sometimes, like being an artist, you're like a nomad, and you're like, what am I doing with my life? But then you have these like pivotal moments where you're like all of your experiences come together and they lend itself to a particular experience. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's just about like um, recognizing that you are right where you're supposed to be in your journey to success. And I think that that's beautiful that even now you're confirming that, that yeah. no, it's not that there is this, this magical like couple of weeks that we did a film. This is 10 years of experience that yeah. we brought to this moment. Yeah. Connections and our and your network and all of those yeah. things that lended itself to that experience. So I know we have so much more to talk about, but I want to play the film so people can see the trailer and okay. then we'll talk a little bit more about it. All right. All right, the in-between. Hey Care Bear, can we do a quick packing check, please? Close check. Toothbrush, bathroom stuff. That is very vague. But check. Meds. Check. That's the worst packing check ever. I sit and watch these people go to see a loveless soul. I soon ask me to care, make it work for the rest of the day. I just keep going. You say, I keep going. When's the last time you were home? Four years? This isn't the kind of thing where you're going to meet like 12 cousins and see like baby bath pictures when I was five. You kind of jealous of you. You have this recognizable disease. I have complex regional pain syndrome type 2. I mean, after the accident, my body hurts. I just want the pain to go away. Shutter lights. <sighs> Tell me the secret. I think that my mom left because I was never going to be Miss Team Supreme. Time is dumb. I mean, according to social norms, I should have a kid in high school by now. Instead, I can barely hold a toothbrush. 
She cried herself to sleep last night. I don't know how I can look her in the eye and tell her. She's going to be heartbroken. She thought our friendship and our relationship as friends was past due lying. I haven't seen this woman for 10 years. And I've had 10 years of unanswered questions. This whole trip has been about you. Just like everybody else. And I'll become the anthem to the You're scared. Of course I am. So is she. I wouldn't have been able to do this without you. I don't want to stand in your way. growing. I feel stagnant. But that's because you're hungover with your face in salt. See, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Can we just first talk about the music? Um, I don't know if anybody talks to you in your interviews about this, but I absolutely loved the music and even the music video at the end. What, like, how did you source your music? I mean, first off, I don't even know that song, but don't you? It yes, form. it doesn't go away. Um, and then, like, we we literally tried to learn all of the lyrics. And so it would have been the gag of, like, in the beginning, we didn't know it. In the end, we did. Never could get the lyrics. Never. <laughs> I challenged people to go and do it. I don't know. Just, I couldn't do it. Um, I, I even had the lyrics taped on the uh, a window at one point during a scene where I'm trying to read the lyrics as I sing. I couldn't get them right. Anyway. <laughs> music. I love music. <laughs> Uh, so this goes back again with, uh, you know, building up experience along the way. Um, when we started writing it, I, I, I stopped and said, guys, I, I can't continue to write until I know we have music. Music's way too important in my life and in storytelling um, yeah. <clears throat> that I can't, I couldn't, I didn't want two people in a car talking to each other for, for 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, so uh, um we we called some people that we knew. Um, Rob and I, we lived in Shreveport, Louisiana. And back in 2012, we got introduced to a band called Superwater Sympathy. Mm. And we were instant fans. Um, a year later, um, uh, I directed a music video for them that you see at the end of this movie. Oh, wow. And um, Rob and I have just been huge supporters and loyalists of this band. They, they later morphed into Hydrogen Child. Okay. And, okay. So we gave them a call when we started writing, and we we pitched them, you know, what we were doing, and they very graciously um, let us use their catalog. So oh as God. you can tell, that all their music is a character. I mean, so um, we we were able to finish writing um, the, the 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 screenplay with no the music in our head already. Like we knew. Right. We knew places that music was going to be, so I got to incorporate that from the get go. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> I love that because in my mind, 
going on a road trip. So I actually, my mother um, is actually from, originally from Mississippi, but moved to Portland, Oregon when she was five. So uh-huh. my grandparents and my aunts and my, uh, my aunt and my uncles, they have always lived in Oregon. And my sister and I, we always spent our summers in Oregon, but I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, Portland specifically. So like road trips are, music and road trips are like a huge, it's a huge part of taking a road trip and you get your plate. And this is like back in the day, day before like Spotify, I'm like dating oh, myself because yeah. I'm like 31. <laughs> but you know, you like, you got your, I think at the time, I remember my mom getting us like Walkmans um, for the road trip. And we had like our tape, our cassette tapes mm-hmm. and all that. And then as we evolved our CD players and then our iPods, but you knew when you were going on a road trip, what you were going to listen to, it set the tone. And so, I mean, that probably did lend itself to the authenticity of a real road trip with you yeah. writing with um, with yeah. music because you can't have a road trip without music. And I could tell that um, in the film, I was like, you know, Portland itself um, is very like, keep Portland weird. There's yeah. a- huge music scene there and um and the characters um mads and junior they're very like eclectic you know they're very like bohemian you could tell that they're just kind of like they're maybe they're not directly artists but they're because she said she was a writer but um they're just kind of like free spirits so and a lot of times free spirits are like really into music and they just like understand the lyrics so i really appreciated that there was a song at the end too that i'm not going to give the ending away but um in the car where i was just like almost in tears i was like just how connected the music was to the point in the story that I was like, it definitely is, is there, it's playing off of each other. And you could, you definitely could tell that it was very intentional. Me as an artist, I was just like, why do I feel like, why am I about to have a breakdown in this moment? Start crying. I have part of the lyrics. Sometimes you have to close your eyes to find your way back home. I was just like, what is happening? Are, and and they're, they're so good. Their music is so good. Like, yes. I mean, if I could have anything from this film, it's just get them more fans so I can get more music. Mm-hmm. Them, you know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. At, well, let's talk about that because you and your husband. So that had to be like, tell me about that experience. I mean, here you are on a road trip. I know that it was probably super fun, but you're also creating art with your husband and your friend your husband's like the the dp like tell me a little bit about that experience but you're also directing and you're also acting um and i think there's a lot of people out there we we get a lot of filmmakers and artists who they're trying to create their own content and they want to write but they also want to act and direct tell us about that process and how you kind of manage that and also like the fun moments as well um well well to start with, start with, with Rob, we met, <laughs> met in film, film class. class. So, so we oh, really? That is so cute. I wish that was my reality. I'm still trying <laughs> to find a husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, we've worked together more than we work together better than we relationship together is our joke. <laughs> like, we, he's been my DP on. Um, um my like films and music videos. So we like that that decade of experience, we have that um we have that short that short language. He knows exactly what I want and I'm able to reference things. 
um, that I want. A big thing that he and I did before we we left the for the road to film was I printed out uh, screenshots from different movies mm. or uh, different, uh, just even if it was a, a photography shot from an ad. And and we kind of did the best. Um, oh my God, I just went blank. Um, oh my God. It, do you just lose? Oh, all the time, all the time. I just mastered the art of um, mm -hmm. of faking the funk as a host. <laughs> yeah, so if I lose my train of thought, then I'll say, I, but I've taken classes on this. So then I'll be like, yeah. Um, and uh, storyboard. we storyboarded. Okay. okay. There's the word. Such <laughs> two basic words. We storyboarded as much as we could the whole film with these mm -hmm. visuals. So when it came to um, in those moments of directing and having to act, I, it was easy for me to reference like, OK, mm -hmm. remember when we talked about this? I want to do this and this. And he's like, yes. OK. There was no more talk. Um, mm -hmm. we, we knew each other. We knew. Um, um, and any time we weren't working uh, or we weren't filming, we were working and talking about what we'd be filming next. Mm -hmm. um, and because there was only four of us on the road. There's only four of us that made this movie. That was me. Jen. Oh. Our producer, Chris Lyon, who was also our sound guy, and then Rob Sinska. So there was four of us that made this. Wow. And just, so, and just so you know, like for, for those of you listening, when you see the film, that's huge because it's the shots are very beautiful. It looks like you have like a huge crew. I just want to put it out there. Mm -hmm. Like the shots with you guys on the water and stuff, I'm like, this is very beautiful. It does not look like, like a one, two person crew at yeah. all. No, not at all. Yeah, yes, you, you'll get more than what you're bargained for. But this is again, um, you know, the ten years of experience where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I knew I could trust Rob to get the shots that I wanted. Rob's uh, shot many documentaries. He's worked in reality TV mm -hmm. and he's done narrative film. So he has this great hybrid of sh of shooting. This new hybrid of shooting, which has got this run and gun kind of feel, but can still make it cinematic, mm -hmm. which is an art form. Um, so we knew what we were trying to get out of Rob. So mm. we knew what he was bringing. We just had to make sure that we were good on the other side of the camera for it. Um, so, uh, I mean, working with him like that, like, I mean, forever, like I, I love working with him. Um, you know, we're, we're, we see each other and that's great. Um, but the four of us, before we left on the road we just said, you know, egos have, we have to lay the egos down. Like we're going to do this. Mm in this short amount of time <laughs> with this yeah. many miles, like we, we can't have egos. And that included me since I'm a director, writer and all of these things. Yeah. I, I knew I couldn't be married to something without a collaboration, without talking to mm. anybody. Like I always had the last word, but very much had to lay the ego down to listen to everybody mm. um, and, and, and then go forward. And we didn't have issues. We mm -hmm. worked incredibly well together because we had the singular goal and we had such time constraints that there wasn't time to let those attitudes flourish. Let mm -hmm. them, you know, oh, but what if we, no, we don't have time for that. <laughs> we still have like 200 miles to drive to, to get somewhere. So it's like, right. I mean, which was kind of a beautiful way to work. Yeah, uh, I, I than the time you can spend on set. So tweaking it, you know, when we used to, normally when we're on a set and we're setting up, it takes like two hours to set up for one shot. Right. 
you kidding? We've, we've shot, we shot four pages in two hours. So, wow. you know, it's just, it was, it was a different way of making movies um, uh, for, for us. And I don't know. Big, I just keep saying we had to lay down the egos and trust each other. And we did. You know, um, I've heard that consistently with our guests who are so successful in the industry. They're just like, there can't be an ego. Get rid of your ego. Like, um, I have no ego. If I don't know how to do something, I ask. Yes. If I, I, I also enlist the best of the best. My weak, and I enlist like my weaknesses and like build my team and my tribe. But this is such a collaborative process, and I think it's really interesting what you're talking about because everybody's looking to see how the industry is going to change once yeah. the once the world really opens back up. It's still not open, no matter how many people have been vaccinated. We're still kind of going through the stages of fully opening and like streaming and whatnot and like what that means. And so many filmmakers are trying to see like, well, what's next? What's going to be the next new normal? And I think this process for you all, you guys are a little bit ahead of the game because I think that that's what it's going to be. It's like, not holding on to this like idealized traditional uh, way of doing things, but just being open to um, to accomplishing whatever goal you have in different ways. Because I mean, you clearly did that with this film. The shots are beautiful. You wrote it in in a week. You storyboarded and filmed it within a month. So that just goes to show you that you can make great work. Um, quickly, some people are like, "Oh, you can't." I know, like the one guy, he did like he said he wrote like the whatever. It's like a play on Broadway. He like wrote it in a day, and it's like, <laughs> like you know. And before, it's like all oh, the thespians are like, "Oh, absolutely not. That's not right. real art." And it's like, well, who says it's not real? Well, art? Watching it, and they remind me that Dolly Parton wrote, uh, "I will always love you" and Jolene on the same day. What? I did not know that. I just discovered that fact and I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I don't know when it's all going to happen. At um, all. See, like, and, and if we spent like, more time on it all, we, we wouldn't have the same product. Exactly. We would have overthought it. We would have tried to put more nuance in. We would have tried, mm. you know, for lack of better words, we would have gotten too artsy on it, you know, instead of mm. just laying down the ego and letting what we knew come out and work. Mm. Let it mm. Mm. Let it be. Um, yes. What's always going to be the, my way of filmmaking, but for that film, it, it worked. I love that. I love that. Um, so I know we're coming down, uh, we're coming close to the end of our of our uh, episode, but what advice can you give filmmakers who are trying to create content? I know not having an ego, but we get so many requests from filmmakers who like, they're like, I wanna make content. I have this idea, I have this concept. Like what advice can you give them to just successfully like take their concepts and shoot it and put it out in the world? Cause you also, um, you also, is is this film out? Can you? Oh yeah, it's it out, right? Pod as of this past Tuesday, so it's available on iTunes, Amazon, Voodoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got we got pre sales for Blu-rays. Uh, that's available too. We just we just recorded our commentary for it. So oh yeah. Oh. It, 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 all you guys, all your fancy. Okay, there you go. Oh, you you know, our soundtrack is out too, which I'm very proud of because it also has dialogue from the movie. So if you push play, 
at the very oh, beginning. I'm like listening to the movie. It follows. I love that. I'm going to listen to that because I really like the music. <laughs> Once again, like I'm not lying. I really love the music. Um, so what advice would you give them? Because we, everybody has their own little special nuggets that they drop on this show. Like what advice would you give them on like some of them, they're trying to figure out how to get motivated to take an idea and actually turn it into a reality. Some people are trying to figure out, okay, I have this complete project. I'm trying to get it out there and stream it. Um, what advice, if you can give like the best piece of advice for just a filmmaker or content creator, what would it be? I just do it. I, <laughs> Nike. I, I, yeah, I know. But like, I, I think I, I, when I talk to younger, younger people, sorry, I just went on a spiral there. What I love so much about social media now is that they are just creating and they're putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we're, we're going to the next level where people are like actually thinking about creating. Okay. They're, they're doing production of it. Okay. And wow. the more you start thinking about it and the details of it, the harder and the bigger and the more difficult it becomes. Yes. Um, and then all of a sudden you're dealing with a mountain instead of that, 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 that sidewalk you were walking down. Yeah. The so, bump. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> so my advice is some, is to find the balance between the um, overthinking and the trusting yourself, which, mm -hmm. right. Which is probably like the lifelong goal of all artists. But mm -hmm. if you're not trusting yourself in some way, you're not, creating something that anybody really cares to watch. Mm -hmm. um, so because there's so many creators now, if you're not like literally giving us something from your point of view, that is so strictly to your po point of view, mm -hmm. it, it can get kind of lost. And that sounds overwhelming, but it's not because we're all so very, very, very different. Right. Um, um, it, the same story can be given to both of us and we're still going to interpret, interpret it differently and then create it differently. So yes. um, if you're not being true to yourself through whatever story or content you're creating, then you're not going to get your viewers. That, mm. that's, that's my advice. So if you're taking this, like um, when I meet younger filmmakers and they're like, I want to do, you know, a superhero movie where they rob a bank. I'm like, okay, cool. Why? Right. Why? And it's already been done. Like, how are you going to do it in a different way? Like, what's your personal experience to that? Instead of just regurgitating things that you love, take what mm -hmm. you love. Okay, how is it? How is it mine? How would I see myself up on that screen? How would I make that that? How would I make my younger self be happier to see that on screen? Mm -hmm. You know, you got to put that personal thing into it, or I don't know. Can I say you're pissing in the wind? Yeah, you can cuss. People cuss on this show. Right. It's okay. You can do it. Yeah. You, you can be, be free and be open. You know, David, um, uh, the interview yesterday, David J. Uh, Phillips said the same thing. He was just like, um, you have people, we asked him what, what advice would he give? He was like, um, just think of like really unique stories that you want to tell. And then like, don't be afraid to either change the gender or change the age. Because, yep. and, and we like went into this whole conversation about um, representation, like, and, and that's what makes this film so unique in the in-between is because there isn't any representation. Why? It's because you guys, people are just writing the same things over again and over again. And it's like, well, what about people like who are actually like living life? And what about their reality? I, I was telling them my father 
has a more lit like dating life in the pandemic than me. He's like 57 and my parents are like divorced. And my dad like basically met this lady online and like went to the, got like vaccinated, went to this resort and like living his best life. And I'm like, but you would write a story about me trying to find love being 31 versus a 57 year old. But in reality, he's the one. I'm like, there's probably more people that can identify with that his story than than yours because they're yes. gonna sex it up and pretty it up and yes. it's boring again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for that. That's a that narrative. Thing. And and the thing too that I think about streaming and I don't know we we'll see, but you know, with studio projects, it was always like, well, this is what sells. But streaming has shown that there's a market for every ethnicity, every gender, every socioeconomic group, however you identify, there's room for it all because people want to see themselves represented on screen. And the, the fact of the matter is, is the world is diverse, whether you try to say that it's not, it is. It and is. so I think that um, when people tell stories like you and Jennifer, like you all, that we're going to see like money. Come on. Like, you know where the money reside, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that was my phone. What, uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, that YouTube video where the money reside, everybody's mm -hmm. like, listen, money's green <laughs> and gold is gold. So, you know, that's right. and art is art and I'm that's that. So, yeah. <laughs> So I know, I know, I don't want Annie to like, I know she's going to be like, okay, we're, we're coming down with time, but I want to ask you one more question. Yeah. This has truly been a pleasure. And I know that it's not yeah. going to be our last time uh, speaking. Cause I know you're going to make more epic content. Um, what ignites your motivation and how do you stay consistent and persistent to follow your dreams? Ooh. <laughs> Everybody does that when I, Oh, what is the thing that actually continues making me get up in the morning? Um, yeah, I, I, I wish that there's an easy answer to that, but it's just this, this it's just, it never stops. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I know that there are, I get worked up about stories and um, how stories are told and, um, the representation for women. Um, I, I, I think that we're in such an interesting time period where um, it's become okay to talk about everything now. I'm, I'm Southern. I was raised the Southern way where we don't talk about our problems and our issues. Mm. And I love now that I'm looking around and it's like, the more we seem to be talking about everything, the easier it is. Yes. Uh, because I, so I've had CRPS for 18 years. Mm. I didn't start talking about it until four years ago. Mm. And then I made this movie and now I talk about it all the time. And mm. I'm like, oh, really, the more I talk about things, the better. So that leads me to what is, is motivating me to tell more stories is that there are so many things that I want to talk about yeah. <laughs> that I kind of want to be on my soapbox about. That yes. I the way people's thoughts are. I mean, I want to kill the patriarchy like nobody's business. Yes. <laughs> I suffer from the, the, the patriarchy and, 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 and 
I have to be part of some kind of solution for that yes. or I won't be able to forgive myself when, when I'm on my deathbed. So mm. I guess that's my motivation. Is Come on, I Mandy. I don't want to regret not having tried. Yes. Yes. I swear everything. And I can swear because this is what I was thinking before I met you. You are everything that I thought you were and more. I was like, she's like Rosie the Riveter, like trying to change the game and like, 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 like burn down the paycheck. And that's literally what I said in my mind. Like when I just saw you, I was like, I don't cuss, but I was like, this is like this bad A lady. Like she is not playing no game. She is living in her truth and her authenticity. And I just, I felt that from you. So just the fact that you're saying that, I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you that so much. you can feel it too. I love that. Too. I do. You know, the energy, you know, energy yes. re recognizes energy. You it know does. what I'm saying? You can't even make it up. But <laughs> girl, I'd love to go have cocktails with you. I think we'd have. Yes. Why, did I think, why was I thinking in the shower before this interview? I was like, she's just like the type of person you would have cocktails with. Mm -hmm. Like, like I just, you know, want to like have a cocktail or a beer with her, like period. Oh, yeah. Which I, we are going to have one day. Really fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna continue this friendship outside of yes, this podcast. I think so. But, uh, but it was so great speaking with you, Mindy. Um, stay on for a couple seconds, and then you can speak to Annie. Um, we're gonna do our outro, and everyone, you can catch us every Thursday, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, seven p.m. Central Time, and let's see, five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much. Bye. So Bye, everyone. <laughs>